Welcome to the show today, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here for a special edition of the Unwritten Life Podcast. Today, I am your host, your ghost host, Tim Sawhook, and I am excited to have you on board today for a fun and maybe spooky episode. Well, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a special episode. What is that about? Today is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. We hope you enjoy your day and have a little fun. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of Halloween. I love the Halloween movies. I love all the scariness of the season, the fun, the dressing up, the candy especially. And maybe, just maybe being scared a little bit along the way. So today we're changing the format a little bit. We have a few people on to share some stories about their life. Maybe a couple things that happened that scared them a little bit. And maybe will scare you as well. Well, it's time to have a little fun. It is Halloween, and I told you this episode, we are going to have a few spooky tales for you. So without further ado, let's get into those stories. That first story is all about me. I wanted to share my spooky story with you guys and a couple of things that happened to me. We moved into this home in 2003. I had a son who was two years old at the time and a baby who was on the way. And early on in the house, being here, I remember telling my wife that I would hear footsteps. You know, um, especially we have a three-level house, basement, middle floor, upstairs. And uh, I remember always hearing footsteps upstairs, you know, like the back and forth. Um, And I would share that with my wife. And, of course, like any good wife or spouse would kind of give you that look like, uh, maybe maybe you need to, you know, take a step back from those scary movies a little bit. Uh, Give that look like maybe you're just a little crazy hearing the noises. And, you know, to her defense, we do have a big golden retriever. So he does like to go up and down the stairs, and you hear him walking around quite a bit. But as time would go on, our baby is born. I have a beautiful daughter. She's home. And as the years pass, I'm a stay-at-home dad. So I'm home with my son and my daughter. And constantly, during the day and at night, I will hear up and down the stairs. And every single time, it would jolt me, I would jump, I would feel all the feelings, all the hairs stand up, and I would share again with my wife, listen, there, this house is haunted, and she'd look at me like I'm crazy and laugh, you know, and I didn't have any great explanation, but I would keep on hearing these up and down the stairs, or feet going back and forth, and um, without any real proof except for me, and again, we have a big golden retriever, and he does go up and down the stairs. And I was never ever to peg down the time. Was the dog there? Was he upstairs? Is he downstairs? Where is he at? I'd always be kind of freaked out and thinking, oh my gosh, I am not alone in this house along with these kids. So we're going to fast forward to, you know, my my daughter is about four to five years old. She's in preschool, going to school now. And I am tasked with fixing her hair, which that's a whole other horror podcast right there. Um, <laughs> trying to take a little girl you have never fixed anybody's hair before and trying to take that on is a whole different story. But we were upstairs one day getting ready for school. I have her standing on a little stool in front of me by the sink. And I remember, you know, combing her hair in some ponytails and getting the little rubber bands out. And all of a sudden, here we go. Flying up the stairs. Now, the stairs are probably just two feet away from our bathroom door. And again, I'm freaked out. And I hear it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. But this time it's different because my daughter, my beautiful little daughter Lauren, says, Daddy, what was that noise? Who's coming up the stairs? And it was like hallelujah moment. 
hands in the air like I had just won the championship of the world. I'm doing a victory lap around my house. Now, should I be that happy that my daughter also heard a ghost? <laughs> Probably not. But it was years of validation that, okay, I'm not crazy. The dog was nowhere around, and she heard the steps as well. And I took that victory back to my wife and let her know that, listen, not only do you take my word, but you're going to take the word of a four-year-old girl who also has imaginary friends that are princesses, but that has nothing to do with that story. Um, just the fact that someone else heard that made me feel a lot better. It didn't change the fact that I still heard the footsteps going up and down the stairs. And to be honest, nothing bad had really happened. It wasn't like anybody was doing anything bad in our house. It was just activity. You know, it was constant activity. Um, just in the way of hearing noises. And it was only me and then my daughter that one time. So we're going to move along the story a few years more out, you know, um, probably about three, four more years. It is Halloween night, of course. And my wife takes the kids, and they're going to trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. And like I told you at the beginning, I'm really into Halloween. I love all the scary stuff. So I'm sitting on my porch, and I've got a graveyard set up in the front yard, and spider webs all over my porch, and skeletons hanging down, and skulls everywhere. I have a strobe light going. I have a fog machine. I have all the stuff because I want to make sure when these kids come to my house, not only are they getting candy, but they are getting experience because that's what it's all about, right? It's scaring little kids. So, you know, it's a bit of a lull. A lot of the kids are going around. There's probably about, about 30 minutes of Halloween left. So it's starting to trickle off a bit. And I'm getting bored, so I pull out my smartphone. And I'm looking at it. And at that point, I don't know if people still do it. People were really big into the ghost radar app, right? So you'd pull this radar up, and there would be little dots around you, and those were supposed to be ghosts. So I pull it up, and I'm looking at it. Again, nobody around. Everybody's out trick-or-treating. Um, my house is dark. All the lights are out from the inside out, you know, because I want it to be this dark, scary experience. And so I pull it up, and I'm looking at it, and out in the front yard in front of me, I see these green and yellow dots. And, you know, supposedly the green and yellow dots are supposed to be ghosts, you can see. But behind me on the Ghost Radar app is a big red dot. And as soon as I take a look and I see the big red dot, Right behind me, so I'm sitting on my stoop. There's our front door behind us. From inside the house, I hear a pounding from inside our house. Now, there is nobody in our home, right? All the back doors are locked because I'm always paranoid about anybody coming into our home. Nobody is home. Neighbors are gone. So that means there is somebody inside my house behind me pounding on the door, right where that red dot was. And it freaked me out. I probably screamed like a little child, jumped up off that porch, and moved my chair off the front porch all the way to the curb by the street as far away as I could. I was so freaked out. I instantly deleted that app, and I was like, nope, peace out. I am not messing with this ghost app anymore. Um, still to this day, do not mess with that ghost app. But the story doesn't end there. Still Halloween night. You know, I come back, the kids come back, I tell my wife about it, and again, she's like, yep, ghost radar app, yeah, I mean, she could tell I'm freaked out visibly seeing me, like, uh, something happened. So we're in bed that night, and um, everybody's asleep, it's probably close to 3 a.m. in the morning, and um, what you need to know about our house, where our master bedroom is, there's a room to the hallway, our doorway to the hallway, and there is another door that wraps around into our bedroom that goes into a bathroom that also has a door into the hallway so multiple people can access it. 
Well, where my wife is sleeping, her head is by that door to the bathroom. And about 3 a.m., all of a sudden, the door slams shut. Boom. And we both jump up out of the bed. And I was like, oh, my God, what is that? Um, is somebody in the house? You know, it's completely dark. And your mind's racing. You're tired. You're groggy. You don't know what is going on. And my mind instantly goes to that ghost app again. I'm totally freaked out. I was like, Leslie, what is that? And, you know, she's like, are the kids up? Are they out of bed? Because you've always had that experience before in a house where sometimes someone shuts one door and the wind pulls the other door shut and slams it. So I thought, okay, that's happened before. Maybe that's what that is. So I get up and I go explore both my son, my daughter. They're both in bed, still fast asleep. So I was hoping it was them. I really was hoping it was them that they had got up, needed to go to the bathroom. They shut the door, our door slammed. It wasn't that. Um, so I went down the stairs, made sure there was nothing in the house, nothing was going on inside the house. So I'm freaking out thinking, okay, obviously there is a ghost in this room. He slammed that door. And I was, I was freaking out to my wife. Like, I, I don't know what we're going to do here. So what I did was I went and got a 15 pound dumbbell weight and I took it and I put it in front of that door. So there's no way that 15 pound weight is moving. Right. And I told her, listen, if this door slams again with this 15-pound weight on it, we are getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I don't know where we are going, but we are not staying in this house another second. Well, I'm happy to report it never slammed again. As a matter of fact, I'd left that dumbbell in front of that door probably for another year or so. Still freaked out that someone was going to slam that door in the middle of the night. And since then, nothing real crazy has happened. Um... I think my wife's more convinced that I keep telling her, yeah, there's a ghost in the house. And, you know, it's not a constant thing, you know, stuff comes and goes. But the most recent thing in the last year, when I finally saw my wife's face, like, um, that's not possible, was we have a bathroom downstairs. And I guess everything happens in our bathrooms. Um, and we had just put a new mirror in there. And to be honest, it really wasn't a very heavy wood mirror. It was kind of um, had a plastic outline. It was kind of a cheap mirror. So sometimes when someone would slam a door from our garage, it could rattle, slide, and maybe even fall off sometimes. And then that happened multiple times, and you could easily write that off as a garage or who knows what. But the time that I was convinced finally that my wife had seen it is that nothing had been slammed as far as garage door. The mirror had come off. You could hear the noise in the bathroom, but the mirror didn't fall to the ground. Instead, what it did, it went into the sink flipped around on the opposite side so the mirror was facing down and it had wedged itself up against the sink handle and so water was pouring out everywhere. There's no possible way that that mirror could fall off like that, reverse itself, and then push the mirror up against the water faucet so water was shooting out everywhere. At that moment, I saw it in my wife's eyes that, oh my God, you're right, there is a ghost in this house. Again, it didn't drive us out of the house. It just was like... Okay, that's creepy. And that's pretty much the extent of the stories here. You know, I'll still hear footsteps on the stairs at times, but it is what it is. You know, um, nothing bad has happened in the house. Um, we, we're not great for picking the best backyards, our first home. We, our backyard literally butted up to a graveyard from the 1800s. Civil War people were buried there. And so maybe one of those people uh, hitchhiked hitchhiking ghost from disney with us when we packed up and brought itself over here to this house and uh 
our new backyard butts up to a wastewater treatment facility. So we are amazing at picking backyards. Um, but I hope that some of these stories gave you a little bit of a chill. They sure did to me, and I can still remember them so clear like they just happened yesterday. But that is what the rest of the show is about today. We have people coming on to share their experiences when times where they had all the feelings, all the chills, and all the hair standing up on their neck as well. So I hope you enjoyed my story, but it doesn't end there. On our second story today, Michelle shares her experiences of moving into a new home and finding that maybe, just maybe, our loved ones have not left us yet. Okay, well, the first one I'll tell you is just this little event that happened. It's probably been about, well, it's been about 24 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's quite a long time ago. I lived in a historic town, and there were a lot of historic homes uh, right in the center of town. Mm -hmm. And our house was divided into two um, homes. Uh, each having uh, two stories, mm -hmm. and uh, landlords were on one. Landlords were on one side, and we were on the other. And um, we, being my ex-husband and my daughter, uh, who was just born, and we had moved pretty quickly, so we didn't really have our room set up yet. And so we were sleeping downstairs. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the middle of the night, there was a very loud banging noise. It sounded like somebody literally trying to come through the front door. So did you guys think someone was breaking in when you heard I that? I didn't know what the heck to think. Like it was just like one of those things you're in a dead sleep and all of a sudden there's just this boom and you're wondering like, I don't know, it sounded like, like a shotgun or something. It was really loud. Oh, and wow. It was, and it was so loud. And it hit so hard that the windows were shaking because it was an old house. The windows weren't oh my gosh. <laughs> the best. They were like the old windows that were like one pane. Right. And they were shaking. And you could actually hear them. And um, Now, let me just say, if I were to hear that rattling noise and I was down, I would have pieced out so hard, jumped out the back <laughs> window. Oh, well, first, I would have taken my family. Then we would have jumped out the back window and I would have been freaking the freak out. So. <laughs> Anyhow, right. that's your story. <laughs> yes. So um, funny as it was, my husband at the time is like, hey, turn on the light, turn on the light. And I'm like, uh, I'm not freaking moving. You can turn on the light because I was <laughs> terrified to even see what the heck it was. And so um, he did turn on the light. And when he did, I had had a, um, a Bible with a cloth cover on it that tied closed. And it just sat mm -hmm. on my mantle. Um, we actually had just been to his uncle's funeral probably a week or so prior to this event. And mm -hmm. um, so the rose that we had gotten from the casket, along with a bookmark that had his picture on it, um, had been inside the Bible closed, you know, setting on the, on the uh, mantle. And it was actually in the middle of the room. The Bible was open. His picture is laying there. And the rose is like, it's just shredded to the front door. And right, so explain what you mean when you say it's just shredded <laughs> to the front door. Like I'm trying to picture your Bible that fell off the okay. mantle. Yeah. So it was about six feet away from where it had been sitting. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking if it would have just fallen, it would have just fallen. It wouldn't have untied itself and right. 
was in the center of the room. But when I mean by shredded, it was like if you're trying to make a romantic gesture and you're <laughs> tearing rivers up, leading them uh, on a path, something like that. Oh my gosh. So you, so the light finally turned on by your ex-husband or whoever, and you see the Bible opened up, the rose petal, the rose is out and it's petals all the way to the front door. Yes. What did you do when you saw that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was just completely terrified. I wasn't sure if it was the house, if his uncle was trying to give us a message of some sort, which we never did figure out. Um, (laughs) But we had a lot of events uh, that happened in the house. So I don't know if it was just, I don't know. I can't really explain it. And if I were hearing somebody tell me this story, I'd be like, this might be a little exaggerated. But I mean, I wish I were exaggerating because it was, I would say, probably one of the most terrifying moments of my life. Oh, well, yeah. We did end up staying in the house for a few years. So So did anything else happen to you guys while you were in that house? Um, there were small things that would happen. A lot of times, um, my husband at the time would work out of town. And so I would be alone with our daughter, um, overnight, Monday through Thursday. And so, um, there would be times I also, I'm sorry, I should mention, I did work second shift. So I would have to go into work at around three and I'd get home at 11. Many times I would get home and lights would be on and, I'd be like, well, I'm sure I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure I turn that light off. Um, So it got to the point where I would be second guessing myself. So I just started telling myself as I'm turning off the lights, like I'm turning off the lights. These lights are off. I'm (laughs) headed to work and I'd come home and they would be on. So it was scary, but there wouldn't be anything. Were you saying it out loud to yourself as you were turning these lights off? Like I'm leaving, I'm turning (laughs) this off. Yes. Telling me like a lunatic in your house. I did because, you know, I would just, <laughs> I just wanted to reassure myself that this is what I'm doing. It's not right. just, you know, a lot okay. of things you do out of habit, you'll shut lights off just because that's what you do when you walk out of a room. So I just got in the habit of telling myself that there were many, many, many times I would come home at 1130 with my daughter and be like afraid to get in the house because the lights are on, Right. Oh, um, but nothing else down. would be disturbed. So it was, you know. It was scary, but it just was something I got used to. Mm-hmm. What and else? The, the only other, like, bigger thing that I can mention is that um, it was around Halloween time, probably um, about 10, oh, no, I'm sorry, about eight months after that very first um, event that I scared, I shared with you. Scared right. is a better word. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So my husband was actually home at this time, and we were in the living room watching TV, and um, he, he told me he was going upstairs to bed, and he knew that I was terrified to stay downstairs by myself. I know that sounds stupid, but it was just a scary house. So, oh, yeah. Um, and it was the old lights that you would have to go to the center of the room and pull the chain to get the lights on and Uh-oh. off. Nope. <laughs> so. He's like, just turn the TV off when you come up. And I'm like, uh, I'm right behind you. So <laughs> I hit the TV. I ran through the dining room. I turn off the light, and I run up the stairs and jumped on the bed. And he's like, seriously? <laughs> scary. And all of a sudden, the TV was on and um, downstairs. And you could hear it. And it was Halloween time, so it had, like, a little bit of creepy music playing, like it was a commercial oh, of some my sort. God. 
And he's like, go turn the TV off. I'm like, I'm not going downstairs and turning the TV off. I already turned it off. And so he was getting pretty frustrated um, with me. But he went downstairs. He turned off the TV. He came upstairs. Of course, I'm standing at the top of the stairs. Like, I don't know what I was waiting for, but <laughs> like waiting for something to grab him and whatever. But that didn't happen. So he gets to the top of the stairs and the TV came on again. Oh, my gosh. So at this point, I am throwing my pajamas on the floor. I'm putting my jeans on. I'm like, I cannot stay here. And he <laughs> said, no, I'll just wait. There has to be something. You know, there's a logical explanation for it. So sure. he goes downstairs. He turns off the TV, comes back up. It comes back on. At this point, oh. I'm ready to go. And so he goes back on. He goes back downstairs, he turns it off for the last time and unplugs it, and he says, okay, if it comes back on now, we'll both leave. <laughs> so um, it did not come back on, but oh it was gosh. still really scary. So anyway. That is so creepy. Now, if that were to happen to me and it came on over and over again, I, I wouldn't have waited for like the 10th time. I would have been out. I Yeah, I couldn't uh, You know, and I hated to I, – I was just – I felt like a chicken, like – like a child, you know, if you're, you shouldn't be afraid of things like that. But I was definitely afraid of that place. I was happy when we moved. <laughs> well, I would be too. I think we've all had those moments when you're in a room or it's dark and you're in a basement or something. You have that weird feeling like somebody else is there and you mm -hmm. can feel all the hairs come up on your neck or your arms. Yeah, And mm -hmm. you're like, you think, okay, I'm an adult. I should not be scared. <laughs> but there have been many times where me and my wife would be down in our basement and she'd go up. And I have to go up the stairs, and I had to turn the light off, and I would feel like I'd have to run, like there was something chasing me up the stairs, which yes. there probably wasn't. But I, I right. know that creepy feeling of I am not alone down here. It it definitely is, and and I'll be real honest with you. While we lived in that home, um, my daughter had her own bedroom. However, it was one of those rooms I never felt comfortable in, and if I had to go in there, you know, obviously I would have to go in there to get clothes and and different things, toys and. Right. But on, I didn't even let her sleep in that room because it just made me so uncomfortable. I just felt better with her sleeping, you know, mm -hmm. in my room, whether it be in a pack and play or a bassinet or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, what was it? So, what was it about the room? I, you know, nothing bad ever happened um, to me while I was in the room. It was just this feeling that you got almost like an anxiety. Oh wow. Um, so I would like run out. I kept the door closed all the time and only went in there if I absolutely had to. Oh my gosh. So, that is so yeah. creepy. Did you guys ever, anything ever happen in that house before you guys moved in that you knew about or somewhere around that area? You know, not that I know of. Um, like I said, it was a super old house. It was well over a hundred years old. Oh, okay. um, and you know, back 24, 25 years ago, we didn't have the internet like we do now to where you can just research any old thing. It would take yeah. 20 minutes for one page to load. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so not that I was aware of, and I've never really, I've never really thought to do the research after the fact. So I've never really looked into it anymore. It was just one of those things that happened and, you know. Well, I remember we were talking before when I was asking you to be on the podcast and you shared something about your daughter mentioning about a certain family member. Can you talk about yes. that for a minute? Yeah, sure. Um, so after we moved out of that house and um, our daughter was about three, mm -hmm. she would always talk about 
um, her imaginary friend James and she would come and tell me that James was being mean to her or James isn't nice. Um, Mm. She never said James hurt her. She would just right. say that he wasn't nice and, and she didn't really like him. And she would tell me that he was big. And I asked her uh, in comparison to one of her cousins who was 10 because to a three or four year old, that would be sure. big. Right. And then I asked her big like her cousin or big like daddy. And she said big like daddy, but he was heavier um, than her dad, and she said mm -hmm. he had curly red hair. And um, so, you know, her dad and I would talk about this, like, what in the heck is this? Because it was just weird. To, yeah. You think most kids, when they have little uh, invisible friends, that they would have um, little girlfriends. <laughs> you know, you yeah. think of doll-type uh, friends, not mm -hmm. large men with big <laughs> curly red hair oh, yeah. named James. So. Um, her dad and I were talking about it and it kind of dawned, dawned on us that the uncle that he had lost, that we had this experience with the Bible, um, his name was James, uh, but he went by Jimmy. So when she would say James, it didn't really, oh you know, I wasn't really putting two and two together, but uh, James wasn't around for very long. Um, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> I'm not really sure what happened, but yeah, it was just one of those little weird uh, weird little coincidences, maybe. Oh my gosh, that gives me like the chills thinking of that. <laughs> when, you're, when you start to, well, you know, you do. You talk about having little kids that have imaginary friends, and you know, I've had two young kids that are grown up now, but um, you don't think about them being <laughs> talking to a ghost or someone saying they're mean to me because usually the imaginary friend is a fun person, right? Right, 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 and they're kind of there to uh, maybe take some fears away at times, but yeah, no. Kid comes out of her room and she said that um, James is in there for the first time. And you say, "Okay, who's James?" She's the big man in my room. Uh, you're kind of like, "Okay, <laughs> did somebody break into the house? Is there yeah. a man in the bedroom that I need to be concerned about?" But yeah. now, once you know, I checked it out, and then she would talk about him a little more, and I realized that James wasn't really, you know, a person. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. okay, that is creepy. So it all kind of ties back to your original story. Yes. Your daughter's telling you that James is being mean. Ugh. All yes. the feels, all the feelings. <laughs> yeah, I should oh probably ask her if she remembers that. She's going to be 24 now, so I don't know if she would, but I should probably ask her about it. Yeah, if James is still with her, you might want to seek some help immediately. If James is still with her, yeah, I might need to take her to church. <laughs> I don't know. He needs to go, sir. <laughs> All the sage in the house, everything is going to be happening. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Michelle, thanks for coming on and sharing some of your spooky tales with us today. You are so welcome. Our third story today is a mother-daughter duo. Shannon and Madison share their experiences at their home and multiple reasons I think they should have checked out a long time ago. Here is their story. Okay, so I just want to start with um, first where we live. We live out by Fort Ancient, and our house is one of many that was built on an old Indian village. Mm. And so that's kind of like setting the stage, I guess, for the following stories. Isn't that the premise of Poltergeist? I don't watch scary movies, Tim. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, that's pretty much about it. 
I hate All right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tell me some of your stories. Okay, so this is an example of one story. So before I start, um, the story involves divine rods, and if you guys don't know what they are, they are two metal sticks that you hold, and you hold one in each hand, and they are unable to be controlled. So, like, when you're holding them, they will spin around in a circle and move in all different directions. Mm-hmm. And um, so they will go in an X if it means yes, and they will go straight out if it means no. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you go normally sit in a room, and you can ask questions to spirits or ghosts, I guess. Mm-hmm. So one day, me, my mom, and my sister were all sitting in our living room, and we decided to get them out and try them. And so we would ask questions like, are you under 10 years old? And then the rods would point out, and they said yes. Mm -hmm. So then we started asking, like, are you five, are you six, are you seven? We ended up finding out that the spirit was seven years old. Then we asked another question if it was a boy or a girl. And she ended up telling us she's a girl. And then we started asking, like, it can also, like, point to objects. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you ask something, it will point. So we asked, like, where do you stay at when you, like, in the house? And she pointed to my room, which the attic is in my room. So then we asked, do you stay in the attic? And they went to yes. So Let me ask you guys a question real quick. So did you guys think there were ghosts in your house to begin with? Is this the reason why you guys got these rods? Is that what happened? Yeah, like there would be like little things that would happen, like TVs would randomly turn on, pictures would fall off the walls, pictures mm-hmm. would be like put like backwards on the walls, and weird That's things. That's creepy. Like yeah, weird things. All right. So we decided to go. We actually went to a what was it called, Mom? <clears throat> a um, psychic convention. Oh, okay. Where I where I picked them up at. So with all these things happening in your house, you guys decided you wanted to find out if you could figure out what was going on or who was there. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so then the, um, we were still, we figured out the questions, where she lived, where, how old she was, girl or boy, all that. And then we just started messing around and we would say like, where are you at right now? And it was, I was sitting by the window and the sticks pointed directly to the window and then our window fell. Oh my gosh. On top of me in the house. So that did was- you get hurt? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like that hard, but it like fell inward and like, mm-hmm. me, but it was one of the scary, that was my top scariest. Did you guys all just run out of the room at that point? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well, I, w- I started crying. <laughs> I think I would have started crying. That was my, t- that's my top scariest that's ever happened in the house. Well, part of that too, when we were asking it questions, something mm-hmm. like just disappearing, like just the kids, like the girls oh, would. Yeah. Be like, oh, where's my shirt? You know, or my jeans. Maddie, or... like Allie would be, Maddie's sister Allie would be like accusing Madison of taking her shirt. Uh-huh. It was just like various items, and we went and looked in the attic, and all of our stuff were up, was up there. Oh my gosh! And you guys didn't leave like instantly that day. <laughs> like all, of, like her jeans that she was missing, like my shirt. There was all, like all of it was up, just laying in the attic. So what was your, what was it like when you guys discovered all that stuff in the attic? Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's my room. My room. The attic's in my bedroom. But they're, they're not mean. Like, they might be mischievous, but I've never felt like um, they would hurt me. Right. Sense. I know. Just, I, 
Yeah, I get that, but that still would freak me out to know that things in the house well, have literally been taken and put up in an attic. Yeah, it was weird. That was probably the weirdest thing. It was like the window, and then we started, we're like, oh, yeah, let's ask where our stuff is. And then we go up there, and all of it's up there. Um, so that that was like the divine rods. Um, another kind of weird thing that we had was um, my oldest daughter, when she was, I don't know, how old you? Was she, she was in like, like fourth grade? Um, she was like 10. <clears throat> there, was, there would be like a window of maybe a half hour so that she would get off the bus before I would get home from work. Mm-hmm. And so she, she, I just, she was old enough and able to stay for that length of time by herself. Right. Um, well, she started telling me all this stuff that she would come home. We never had cable in her bedroom. She had just an old TV, um, just hooked up to like an antenna with a VCR. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, she would constantly, I'd get home and she'd be terrified. And I was like, what is going on? And she would cry to me saying that, oh, she got off the bus and she went in to watch her um, show, whatever it was that she wanted to watch. And it would turn to hockey. Like it would just literally start playing hockey. What? Yeah, and it was loud. It was On real full loud. Volume. And I was like, "That's weird." So I just kind of was like, "Oh, yeah, right." right. I just kind of let it go. But she kept like for like a period of like two weeks. This was going on, and finally, I she called me and she's like, "Mom, it's doing it again. I'm really scared." And I said, "Well, just shut it off and unplug it." Mm-hmm. And it came back on. No, and you guys are still there. Okay. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Every time you tell a story, I'm going to ask, you're still there? So, okay, one, you have a house built on an Indian burial ground or whatever. Two, all your clothes are in the attic <laughs> from the ghost who put them up there. Yeah. Three, now your daughter is getting freaked out poltergeist style by this TV, okay, and you unplugged it, and it came back on? Listen, there's a kick to that. So our grandpa's favorite thing to watch was hockey. Mm-hmm. And he passed away. Um, so before this TV, well, no, it was after the picture was after white. Yeah, that was after. okay. So his favorite like TV channel was hockey. Right. So that kept happening. We were like, oh, maybe it's like grandpa. Like we don't know. So mm-hmm. then fast forward like a month, month or so. This leads into another story. Tim. This is another story. Oh, so you're fast fine. forward a month or so again, and we were little and we all carved pumpkins, and then we went on the front doorstep and we went to go take a picture. And we still have this picture to this day. And we were all sitting on the front step with all of our pumpkins. And my dad and my mom were out front taking the picture. And no one else was at the house. And we took the picture. And behind us is a man standing with khakis on. Which jeans. Is what, it was jeans. Or jeans. Which is jeans, what my like, wear. So right behind you on the porch? Yeah, yeah, right behind us. But no one else was at the house. Yeah, so that is so creepy. And you guys are still living there. <laughs> <laughs> so many signs that say run shannon take your family and leave yeah yeah oh my gosh so were you guys completely um, freaked out when you saw that picture I, it wasn't like a freaked out picture it was just like i i think we all were just like whoa and we'll then have to show you that picture we, we just kind of thought that it was jamie's dad right this looked like his body type his size oh okay Um, it wasn't i mean it is creepy but it wasn't like a 
oh my god they're gonna kill us creepy right well i guess it would be somewhat comforting if you saw like this person is clearly somebody who had passed on um i just figured initially when you see a photo and there's i mean it was initially yeah like, but then we related it back to the hockey tv channels and that was his favorite so it's kind of weird yeah so he's obviously there with you guys so um then if we fast forward a little bit further um my oldest again they had moved to the basement my oldest and my middle mm -hmm. and they kept hearing things like in the middle of the night um not okay. or um like whispers it was whispering whispers. like really loud whispering and how um, would get woken up like whispering like Allie. like like oh my gosh loud. it happened to Allie. Um, and, and it got to the point where they're like, we don't want to sleep down there. My oldest would actually come up and sleep on the couch mm -hmm. and we'd find her upstairs in the morning every night. Cause she said things happened. And we also had, um, my husband's aunt and uncle came to visit and they knew nothing about our house. Right. They said, Don't ever put me in the basement again. Like there's stuff that makes noises down there all the time, pounding oh on the on the ceiling and you know that you, we had something down there um and then again my oldest holly um i was at work she was i think she was in college um i got oh. a i got a phone call i was at work <clears throat> and she was panicking like scared to death panicking and, it like there was and i'm like calm down what's going on and she's like mom there's somebody in the house they're in the basement oh my gosh no there isn't you have i mean we have five dogs that's another crazy thing but anyways i'm like the dogs are gonna protect you there's nobody in the house right yeah, that's crazy she said mom it sounds like somebody's like taking a sledgehammer and just pounding it on the floor you could hear it on the phone, and yeah. i could i could hear stuff on the phone but i'm thinking that she's messing with me right uh, she's like i'm leaving I, I can't stay here anymore i'm leaving and she left I come home from work. I rushed home from work, and mm -hmm. nothing. it was dead silent. Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then I had a really creepy thing happen. Um, another story. In your bedroom. It was like 11 o'clock, and Jamie, my husband, has to sleep with the light or the TV on. Right. <clears throat> I have to have the fan, so we had a ceiling fan, and... I, he normally, I let him fall asleep, and then I was watching TV, and then I just got to where I can't sleep with it on, so I shut it off. Right. And I'm just dozing off, and I'm, like, kind of there, but not really. Like, I'm almost asleep. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, my light in my bedroom, like, was, like, bright as the sun. Like, it just went, bing! <laughs> and, it, and I sleep like a log. Like, not much wakes me up. Right. And I, I opened my eyes, and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? And so I laid there a minute, and I was just kind of, like, um, disoriented. And all of a sudden, it was like somebody was at my light switch, and it would go really dim, like, really slow. It would get dim, 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 mm -hmm. dim, dim, and then it would go dark, and then it would go bright, Wait, way bright again. We didn't have a dimmer switch. Oh, there was no dimmer on this? No. And so I was like, oh, my God. Like, it did it three times to me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I start smacking Jamie. And he's like, <laughs> what? And he's yelling at me. He's getting mad at me. 
And I'm like, would you just wake up and look at this? Right. And I'm like terrified. And he's like, oh, just go back to sleep. And I'm like, get up and turn the <laughs> off. And he goes, just shut the light off. I said, you're going to make me get out of bed and get up. <laughs> no way. Just take care of it. Well, anyways, then it just stopped. But that was like the one of the creepiest things. And then oh like a, a, I don't even know how long well, it was. Well, let me ask you a question about that story. So have you guys had similar Things like that happening, lights going on and off in the house before? Oh, always. Yeah, like the TV would just, I, I'd be in the middle of uh, watching a program and it'd shut off. And so I'd turn it on, it'd shut off. I'd turn it on, it'd go back off. Finally, I'd say, would you just leave it on? <laughs> and it would stop? And it would stop. There'd also always be, like in our hallway, mom always had a bunch of our pictures, like of us girls. Right. Baby pictures and stuff, and Holly's picture, the same picture, would always be knocked off the wall. So, always. so, so they didn't like Holly too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wasn't Holly the one who was telling what you heard the banging? Yeah. Yeah. Holly and made the ghost mad. The hockey thing happened. Um, but then I had um, dead asleep again, and I sleep like the dead. I'm not kidding about that. And all of a sudden, (laughs) no pun intended. Anyways, and I'm dead asleep and I hear, oh my gosh. And I sat up like, I like sat straight up in my bed and I was like, and then I just kind of like creepily laid back down and I was like, oh my goodness, what was that? And Allie's had that happen to her and it's happened to Holly. So it's just a lot of weird stuff. That is a lot of weird stuff because you doing that story like gives me chills thinking about it. Like, yeah, that's. I feel, I feel like I've had those dreams before where someone says your name and then you wake up. It um, was like a whisper, but it was so loud it was like somebody screamed it at me. And oh my and, gosh! And I don't. When I say I sleep, I sleep, and it right. just bam, like just sat me right up. It that scared me a lot. Uh, what was so? What was the most recent thing that's happened there? A lot of the, the TV will do that, come on and off and on and off, the lights, I mean. And, of course, all of us, we believe it, but Jamie, he's like, oh, you're just, you're, yeah. no, you know, you're crazy, you're nuts. <laughs> and and then a lot of times, like, our living room, we have stairs that go down into the basement, but you right. can't see the stairs, there's like a wall, so you can, you don't see the people till they come, like, right up on the top step. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, you'll hear walking. And there's no one. And then the dogs will go over there and they'll just watch. Or dogs will like growl at night. And growl. Oh, jeez. All the time. So, list number 10,058 reasons you should have left the house already. (laughs) Let's see. You guys are all woken up from people whispering in your ear, screaming at you. There's people pounding in the basement. People don't want to stay in the basement. Creepy people in photos. You're living on an Indian burial ground. Let's see. What else we got here? Do Leslie want to come over for a visit? No, we don't. I don't ever want to visit you guys. Um, so when the kids were, I think we only, let's see, Holly was just a year old or just born. I think she was about a year old. Um, my husband's grandma passed away. We had lived in this little town house and we wanted to get out of the city into the country Mm -hmm. and so we ended up buying his grandma's house and it was a grandma's house so it needed painting it needed remodeling 
Um, and at that time, he worked a lot. I was a stay-at-home mom. I just had Holly. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so her and her and I would go out to the house, and I was doing, you know, cleaning, um, replacing carpet, um, whatnot. And I had made that a habit. I'd go every day, every other day. And um, so I happened to be in what would have been his grandma's bedroom. And okay. Jamie's mom still had not cleared out her closet. And it was still full of all of her, like, personal clothes, mm -hmm. special things that mm -hmm. I guess they just couldn't – Alice, Jamie's mom, couldn't bear to, to do it. part with them, yeah. So I called her and I said, you know, like I wanted to get it done so I could get painting and get cleared out. And I said, you know, I'm going out there tomorrow. If you want, I can box up her stuff for you. And then you don't have to do it. And I'll just bring it over to you. And she's like, oh, that would be great. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate that. Sure. So I went out there the next day and it was just me and Holly. And I stepped into that closet and... I had never had any, like, weird, I don't even know how to explain it to you, but it, it was just like a, I never had, I always felt safe and never had any weird vibes at all. Right. I in that closet, and I took a hanger off the, the clothes rack, and I started folding her, it was a shirt or something, and it was like somebody had taken, I'm assuming grandma, <laughs> I yeah. hope it was grandma. Um, took her hand and just sat it on my shoulder. Oh like my I, God. I, I felt like somebody walk up behind me and put it on my shoulder. And I literally, every hair, every thing that I had, it stood up on me like, oh my God, I was terrified. <laughs> and, and I was, oh my God. and, and I just, I, I said, um, okay, grandma. <laughs> I didn't know what I was like. I'm just going to leave this stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> and I put the, put it back and I got out of there. And oh I God. like for, a, for probably like a month after that, it was weird because, um, Jamie's niece, I, um, Jamie's niece was two years old mm -hmm. and she obviously had been visited by grandma as well. Um, she ha had said to her mom that, that grandma visited and she saw her. And, um, and then Jamie's mom at the same time, it happened to her as well in her basement. Oh my so gosh. It was, just really weird. it was really weird. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. It wasn't like a, you're going to hurt me, but it was like, oh, I, okay. Somebody just leave my stuff out. alone. Yeah. It's kind of what I got. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I could see that. Oh my gosh. That would and, creep me out. And then the, Real quick, the other one, I we had went to um, Gettysburg, and we decided to do a ghost tour, and it was it was all of us, the girls, and then um, Jamie's mom and his stepdad. Mm -hmm. And so we go, we're paying. They go inside, and they're paying for um, the tour. <laughs> the, the tour, and I had went out back. Um, I went with you. We went. We Maddie went was. We went to the bathroom, then we went out back, and we're sitting on these steps. And Maddie was to one side of me, and Jamie was, I think, sitting on the other side of me, and Allie was in front of me. And uh -huh. we're just sitting there waiting for the tour to start. Right. And she, somebody kept tapping me. No, she kept, uh, she looks at me, and she's like, will you stop it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, stop. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. 
And then she looks at dad like five minutes later and yells at him. And she did it probably two or three times to each of us. And we're like, what is your problem? Like, we're not tapping you. Like, I was getting really irritated. And we were getting, like, mad because she was so mad at us. And we were like, we're not doing it, Mom. And then the guy comes out, and he's, like, giving his spiel about Gettysburg and what the tour consists of. And then he's, right. like, he's like, and I don't know who it happened to tonight, but there's a little boy that died in this. And we were at, like, the house. Right. And were, there's a little boy that died in this house, and he plays games with someone every time, and he'll tap you on your shoulder, and then he'll run away. Oh, my gosh. And so she looks at me. She goes, my eyes lit up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was me. <laughs> and you guys did not faint and peace out. So, obviously, you guys are just love being haunted by people nonstop. Um, you have the ghost tour going on in your own home, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, we were me, Allie, and Holly, we were old enough to stay home alone. Because Holly was, I think Holly was like, how old was she? Oh, are you talking about when we got broken? No. Oh. So we were old enough to stay alone. Me, me, my two sisters, Holly and Allie. And we looked out our window one day and we saw like a oh. man dressed up in like a <laughs> all white like suit, like weird looking. And he had a chainsaw. What? <laughs> <laughs> he kept walking up and down our yard between the between uh, our like a runoff a runoff yes okay walking up and down up and down back and forth and we are in here we called mom and we're on the yeah, phone so flash forward to me they they call me yeah and i'm at work again and i'm like and holly's like mom mom somebody's out there they're cutting her they're cutting her grass they've got this big old saw and they're in between our yards and i'm like and a mask on and they've got a mask on and they're covered head to toe and i'm like what who would just go and cut our grass? Like right. that makes no sense. No. I was more concerned that somebody was in my yard cutting my grass, my grass without <laughs> asking me. Anyway, so, so I called my mom and I'm like, "Would you go over there and just check on them?" And so we're like cowered in the house. Right. Locked. We locked every window in the house. We're like literally cowering in a corner. And my grandma comes over here, and it ends. She walks up to the guy, and it ends up being our neighbor. Wearing a mask with a chainsaw, cutting our weeds. Because he has allergies. Because <laughs> he has allergies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you guys were terrified. The poor guy was just with allergies out there cutting the grass. That is hilarious. Okay, but what neighbor do you know just cuts your grass without asking? Wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, Weirdo. well who cuts your grass with a chainsaw? <laughs> that too. That's the real question that's going on here. Yeah. So you guys have all kinds of crazy stuff going on over at your house, huh? Yeah. It's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, not the place I want to be. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for coming on and sharing your stories. Those are really good. Yeah, the, half of those made me have chills like right now, like recording this with you guys. So definitely well told. And uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Yep, happy Halloween. In our last story today... Many people have that feeling that maybe I'm not alone here, and they're surprised to find out that you aren't. Here is our final story. Um, so mine was back when Tim and I actually first started dating, so life was pretty crazy. Um, I was busy in college, and I was student teaching, and I was living in an apartment, so I was barely ever there. Let me preface that, because when you hear this story, you're probably going to think that 
I'm just a total slob. But anyway, um, I lived in an apartment, was student teaching, full-time job, dating Tim, so just honestly wasn't ever there. I did have a little kitten at the time, but mm -hmm. other than being there with dogs, with kittens, they're pretty self-sufficient. So. so did you feel like dating me was a full-time job? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, I remember very clearly late one night after school and work, I came home and I was standing in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I could hear this like scratching noise under the sink and it, it freaked me out. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And I looked under the cupboard and I didn't see anything um, at the time. And I remember calling um, your, my brother-in-law, Frank. I don't know why I called him, but I think because he worked in construction and this noise was just really wigging me out. So construction, your first call wasn't to me. <laughs> No, I, I might have called. I might have called you too. My memory just reminds me of talking to Frank, and he was ba he basically made me feel even worse because this apartment wasn't the greatest apartment in the world. Nope. Was, no, it just wasn't. And he was like, "Ah, oh, could be a number of things. Could be roaches in the wall. Could be mice." And I was like, "That's awesome." Um, and he told me things to look for, and I didn't see anything. So anyway, went to bed. No big deal. Um, next day, I came home late again, and I was in the kitchen, and I remember. Let me ask you a question. When you went to bed that night, did you yeah. hear any more noises in the apartment? No. At that point, I could only hear them in the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Only in the bathroom. So the next day, I came home very late, and I was trying to make – I think I was trying to make pasta. So I, like, went under the sink and got um, pots and pans out. And the pots and pans had, like, this nasty, white, bumpy stuff on it is mm. the best way I can describe it. <laughs> it sounds like poltergeist with all the slime. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what the heck it was, but, I again, I was tired, hungry, didn't think about it, anything about it. So I just – washed them off in the sink and made my pasta and went to bed mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it. Okay, but the next morning I wake up and I look, my kitten usually, usually would sleep in bed with me, but she wasn't there and I looked off to the side of the bed and so this is day three mm -hmm. and I see white stuff literally all over the carpet to the point where I thought it was confetti, like somebody had oh shredded. <laughs> I thought somebody had shredded paper and I look real and she's rolling the kitten is rolling around on the ground like batting at something under the bed it's like what is she doing and I thought it was cute maybe she had torn up some paper and I look really close and I was like wait a minute that is bird crap <laughs> that was bird crap and the cat was obviously teasing something under the bed and at this point I was terrified and oh, I if it was me and I was there <laughs> if anyone who does not does not know me I have an insanely fear of birds Mm -hmm. I've seen the birds movie one too many times. So I feel like the birds can take over the world and take us down. So, well, this would have freaked you out even more yeah. because at that moment I do peer under the bed. So I'm on top of the bed, dangling down head under and I look and Oh my God, there were two black crows <laughs> staring at me with their beady eyes from under the bed. And that's what the cat was doing. She was taunting them. Oh my gosh. And I freaked out, ran out of the apartment with my phone and um, <clears throat> called maintenance and basically, there was a vent that was, like, not attached very well to the outside of my apartment. Right. And they got in through the vent. So I had been living with two crows for three days. So you're saying every time you were gone, they were just around the house just eating and pooping all over everything? Yeah, because that day, after, as I was cleaning up, I actually was there during the day. I had the lights on. There was bird poop all over that apartment. <laughs> it was gross. It was by the, the patio doors. Like, they had tried to get out. Oh, my So gosh. that night in the bathroom, the scratching I heard was them. Oh, gosh. I think it's worse than having a ghost. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Pretty gross. So anyway, I went to school and I came back and the crows were gone. And then I had the cleanup process. <laughs> but I lived in, I lived with two crows for oh. three days. Well, I've been married to Leslie for 20 years. It does not surprise me that she would just, 
live in filth and uh, no one would know the better. That's not nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, that would be a scary story on its own to hear the scratching in the walls or under the sink and then knowing that those birds were under the bed. I mean, I slept with them. So that whole night I slept in bed and those crows were in the room. Well, the cat was probably she probably under the bed all night. She probably taunted them all night long. So that cat saved your life. I guess so. The birds would have eaten you alive. <laughs> That's so. the lesson you learn here. The birds would have taken you down. I mean, in the birds' defense, they looked absolutely terrified. They were like huddled together under the bed, but they were big. <laughs> they were big black crows with big beady eyes. And Is there any outside chance they were actually coming for me? <laughs> Maybe. My ultimate fear is that the birds <laughs> will try to take me out, and then they got stuck. Maybe. Shame on you, birds. That yeah. is your problem. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my scary. I don't have a scary story like with ghosts or poltergeists, but I do have them with two crows. Like I said, that would have been more of my ultimate fear, knowing that the birds were just living under my bed. Yeah. I'd bring on the ghosts. Let's I, hang out. Um, it was not one of my finer <laughs> moments in my life, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your maybe not so ghostly scary, but <laughs> still scary all the same story. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah, I agree. Definitely something I will never forget. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Well, I'm so thankful to have you guys here today for this special episode of the Unwritten Life podcast, our spooky episode. I hope you had a little fun with us, and I really appreciate the others who came on today and shared some of their experiences, some scary, some funny, and everything in between. Hey, guys, we would love for you to check us out on Facebook at the Unwritten Life podcast group. That is where our conversation is going on throughout the week. Also, check us out on Instagram at the Unwritten Life Podcast. Hit me up at Tim at UnwrittenLifePodcast.com for any questions. If you want to share your story, I would love to read it on the show. Also, if you're loving the show, again, if you could please leave a written review on iTunes. It really helps spread the word and continue our message of hope for others. Well, we have come to the end of yet another episode, but this is not the end of your spooky journey, your spooky life. Remember that you matter, you can make a difference, and that your story is still unwritten.